1: This is Star Talk, and I'm your host Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. I serve as director of New York City's Hayden Planetarium, right here in New York City. And today's edition is the fan favorite Cosmic Queries. I've got with me Godfrey Danchima. Hey, okay, Godfrey, what's happening? Welcome back. Thank you for having me, Ben. Danchima, that's Nigerian. Danchima, Danchima. Yeah. yes. It's Via name. Tokyo, it sounds. Via Tokyo, Danchima. It's funny, can I tell you something? <laughs> What's that? That the uh, Japanese pronunciations are the same as African pronunciations. Like, for example, Fumi is a Japanese name and Fumi is also a Nigerian it, name, same it, it, spelling. It could be, if I understand correctly, that Swahili. Every syllable is pronounced, just as is the case a- in in Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, all ks and oos and everything y-s. is there. You just you just plow through the word There's and get it connection. right. Connection. Everybody's African, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just made up this song. <laughs> Everybody's African. If you're using whether people pronounce words the same as reason for all being African, that would exclude the French. Yes, because everything's silent. Everything's silent. <laughs> 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 My favorite in French is the word for water. There's, there's ooh, no, oh, ooh. so that's like arrogant. the lamest word there ever uh. was. Get, 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 put a consonant. <laughs> give that word some muscle. If, you st- if you're thirsty, I'm like, uh, uh, that's French thirst. Uh, uh, <laughs> Excuse me. They're still so French, even when you're thirsty. Uh, 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 please, uh, I don't want to sound so aggressive. Uh, <laughs> So today's topic yes. uh, is space-time. Space-time. Very nice. I like yes. space-time. And here we go. Some of my best friends live in the fabric of space-time. There it is. All right. Let's, I haven't seen any of these, and it called from our social media. Okay. Here we let's go. Let's do it. hmm Okay. Kyle Yoakum, spelled with a C, but it's still pronounced Kyle, from Tennessee. Wait, I've heard that name before. Is he one of our Patreon people? He is your Patreon patron. Oh, yeah. So, so he bought his way to the top of this list. Oh, yeah. So he's know. not he's not playing. <laughs> I mean, he got a lot of space time. I put money in that time. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of money in that space. So no, you so better read <laughs> if, if you support the show, there are perks you get. You uh, do. You right can, on up the ladder. I mean, this is just one of them, but there's others. It's yeah. great. I yeah, think yeah. he deserves it. He's yeah. always at the top. Yoakum. I love that Yoakum. last name. Yoakum. Yoakum. Okay, ready? Yeah, you might Give me have. some Yokum. If Isaac Newton were alive again today, which of our more recent I wouldn't be able to hold my pee. Yeah, right? <laughs> that would be kind of nice. Yeah. To be gripping him like a fanboy. Yeah, no, I would totally, yeah. Yeah, would but... you like touch his wig? They, yeah, who, yeah he... I would touch his wig, probably. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't touch. Why why are you get me to say that? I would no. be No! Like, You're like, not yell gonna out, touch Laws him. of inertia, baby. <laughs> laws of inertia No, nothing? Okay. <laughs> Come on, some thug that knows about. So he's like, uh, "No, Whoa. I'm not touching his wig." Okay, this you is, touch his wig, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if Sir, hey, Angela Davis came forward into the present. Can I touch your fro? No, oh, that's true. She would slap you silly. She would slap us silly. Okay, even today, right? If Isaac Newton were alive again today, mm-hmm. which of our more recent understandings about the universe do you think he might find most exciting? If you were to get to work with him on a particular project of your choice, what would that be and why? He was so brilliant, I would just, I would present all the world's problems to him, no matter whether or not they were in physics, and just to get his brilliant mind to apply to it. Really? I've just, I've, I've read his writings, and you can't, the hair stands up on the back, I don't have hair there, but if I had hair, it would stand up on the back of my neck, because he was so plugged in to the operations of nature. Mm. He had an understanding. He had a sensitivity to what we knew and did not know and where the frontier was to ask questions. There's a whole section of one of his books, uh, one of his books, Optics, written in 1704. You understood it? Uh, yeah. Didn't they talk differently out there? I don't know, I'm just- so you learn how to read, you know, yeah, so the language was a little more classical. Yeah. For English, you know, at the time, yeah. Not quite Shakespeare. Right. That was 100 years earlier, but it's transitioning. And even the writing, isn't the penmanship yep. a little different? Yeah, penmanship is different, and yeah. even the printed words are different. Right. Some words are capitalized and others are not. I do that in my Twitter stream, by the way. I capitalize certain nouns okay. that I want to bring attention to. Like the V's would be like U's? Oh, no, that's different. So that, would, that, that, that would be, the U's would be like V's. He's like U's would be like V's or whatever. <laughs> in, in Roman times with the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's annoying. Before the U was fully developed as a letter. Right. Yeah. It, it, it took somebody to go put a butt on it. (laughs) This is the evolution of language. (laughs) Yes. So I would, I would learn how to communicate with him. That wouldn't be too hard because he's still speaking English. Okay. And so he'd be speaking recognizable English. Yes. So, so I would just show him all the problems. We have a famine issue. We got this issue, but the problem is, and I've gone through this mental exercise many times. You sit him down, Yeah. Okay, and he hears some car noises outside. He said, what's that? I said, it's a car. And he says, what's a car? Oh, it's a horse-drawn carriage without the horse. So then he says, well, what draws it? And I said, oh, an engine. And he said, well, what's an engine? Well, it uses fuel. Well, what's fuel? Well, it's gasoline. Well, what's gasoline? Well, it's fossilized, ancient, dead... Um, uh, extinct. What's extinct? These are, none of these ideas existed in his day. Wow, but he'd be annoying. <laughs> wow, he'd be, like, be the, like the I, eight-year-old kid yeah. who's asking questions. Right, I'd a, be like, shut up, Isaac. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? The law of inertia, I'd push him. I'd say we use chemical energy. Okay. And he says, what is chemical energy? And what is energy? Because energy was not a fully developed idea in his day. That would take another hundred years. Right. So... So, conversation would be really, uh, but he's a quick study. So I think, okay, give him an afternoon. <laughs> well, he just kept asking you questions. Oh no! And I, then it would be like, what? What is that? What? <laughs> what is that? And then, what? What is and that? He will emerge uh-huh. like the most brilliant person once we got. Once he got it. Once he got and it. Then right. if you said w- Trump, what is Trump? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our top scientists have yet to (laughs) figure it out. (laughs) Best (laughs) laboratories in the world. So so I I think he would be very intrigued by Einstein's relativity, general theory, because those were extensions of his theories, of his his laws of motion and gravity. So Einstein's special theory of relativity is the continuation of Newton's laws of motion. And Einstein's general theory of relativity is the continuation of Newton's laws of gravity so he would he would be intrigued how his ideas failed and then Isaac uh, and and am I getting these am I mixing yeah you out? got it right his ideas and, failed and, and, and Einstein Einstein's, Einstein's picked right. up to take to regimes that he never even dreamt of so do you think that uh Isaac Newton would be a hater who would he be like this yo oh man is they say yo you know the stuff you were talking about well this guy took it to the next level yeah, no. you think he'd be like man forget that dude man. No, no no I don't you don't think he'd hate a little if bit? He said that he wouldn't say it that way. I'm sure. there, would, there, there had to be some. Beef. get this dude. get that dude. Oh, he'd be like, that bloke, that bloke. Oh, goodness, I can't believe he actually took my theories. That ruffian Shame on him. He took my publishing. That Nothing. ruffian. He that was ruffian. He was in dispute with with um, Leibniz, who's a, a German philosopher, right, mathematician, who they they can. There's a contention between the two who invented calculus. Ah! By the way, Newton is not even best known for having invented calculus. That's how brilliant he was. That's how brilliant. Just right. right. Act, just calculus was basically on a dare. Right? friend said, "Why do the planets orbit the sun in a in this shape and not this ellipse and not some other shape?" Right. He said, "I don't know. I'll get back to you." I'll get back. Here's I'll get back. It comes back like a month later. Oh, here's why. Well, how did you figure it out? What? Well, I had to invent. Integral and differential calculus. Answer your question. That I couldn't pass. Thanks, (laughs) Uh, Isaac. Um, (laughs) uh, What invented something that you couldn't learn? (laughs) For for him to see that, to see that if he was see um um Einstein's whatever you call it, I mean no, but he would feel like a failure though. No, he wouldn't know because he he was the foundation of it all. There was no industrial revolution without the intellectual. Muscle right. of Isaac Newton. So no, no, the so man there was being, never any. So you said you talked about that German philosopher. Sorry uh-huh. for cutting you off. And they they they, they dispute each other. They, they disputed, and it's clear they came up with it independently of one another around the same time. That's just all. like Einstein around the time Bohr's and all those guys. Madam Curie. They were Bohr. all hanging out, out of each together. Each other, right? Yeah, in fact, if Einstein, Heisenberg, uh, Heisenberg, Heisenberg. Sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Werner von Heisenberg. Oh, nice. I don't know if there's you a Vaughn. You uh, have one more time, I don't huh? know if there's a Vaughn in there, but... <laughs> you just put a Vaughn in there. Think, I, I think I just put in a Vaughn, actually. <laughs> I think it's just Heisenberg. Yeah. It sounded like it needed a Vaughn, right? <laughs> <laughs> what put uns at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> uns <laughs> von, von. <laughs> Whatever any of those mean. You know what my name My name is in German is Gottfried. Gottfried? Gottfried. Gottfried. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, Gottfried. It means God's gift of peace. Gottfried. Oh, really? Uns yeah. <laughs> okay. You didn't know that, did you? did Mr. Know. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, nine, no, nine. Nine, nine. I... <laughs> But they had, I thought they, because I know when I read, I actually read Walter Isaacson's biography on um, on uh, Einstein. Einstein, uh-huh. And so. One of many great biographies we, he's written, yes. including Steve Jobs. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh-huh. So I, I saw the picture they all took. It was Boers, um, Heisenberg. Oh, All, all those guys, hitters. Madame Curie, Pierre, all mm-hmm. of them. I said, they all hung out with each other. They all hung out. And they discovered the modern physics. Yes. The birth of quantum mechanics. Unbelievable. The birth of relativity. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. They were all haters a little bit. I don't know. They all hated on no, each no. other. No, no, you know what it is? It's friendly competition. That's, That's true. That's, That's true. All. That's true. That's all it is. Okay, next All right. Next question. That was awesome. Right, two com- uh, warring football teams, they don't really hate one another, really? No, yeah, uh, On do. the field, yeah, maybe. But yeah, afterwards, they're, they're having a beer. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah uh, they're having a beer. Mm, yeah, who are you talking about? I don't know. Cowboys and <laughs> <or> Giants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, next one. Steve Latham, Facebook. Steve Staffordshire, England. If the shape of the universe is hyperbolic or hyperbolic? Hyperbolic. Thank you. Hyperbolic, paraboloid, then why doesn't the universe expand evenly? Uh, As far as we know, the universe is expanding evenly. Uniformly is the right word. So wherever you are, you will measure the same expansion rate of the universe. Okay. No matter what. And so that would mean it's expanding uniformly. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know why he thinks there's a problem there. Uh, it's a sheet. Well, the two-dimensional version is a sheet. And right. We all pull on the edge of the sheet, and we all start pulling. Right. Okay? And dots on the sheet will all start expa- moving away from one another, right. all at a uniform rate. And so that's how we measure this. We see this. So, yeah, no, we're not, it's not a problem. You think that it was just a bad question? There are no bad questions. There are no bad questions. <laughs> okay, all right. But this this is a serious question, though. No, no, people do, do, they do serious homework Hyperbolic paraboloid? Yeah. Wow, that's nice. That sounds like a problem, like with your bladder. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, I got I some ointment. <laughs> fix, fix that right up. Hyperbolic paraboloids. Do you have hyperbolic paraboloids? We got a new salve for you. <laughs> it sounded or like a... suppository. a, yeah, a yeah. suppository. No more hyperbolic paraboloids. Okay, here we go. Next one. This is Phil Sassay. Our Sass? It might be Phil Sass. I don't mean to pronounce mispronounce his last name. Phil Sass from Georgia, USA. All right. If we decided to launch a manned exploration spacecraft, how long would it take for it to explore the entire galaxy, and how could we prep, prep it for such an undertaking? Yeah, it depends on how fast you're going. <laughs> now, if they manage to go the speed of light, they won't age, but we will. So, at the speed of light, it would take 100,000 years to cross the galaxy. So, we're all dead, and none of us will remember that we ever launched you anywhere. So... That's at wow. the speed of light. Speed of light. So stuff is speed of light. Yeah. Okay, so now, let me reshape the question a little bit because okay. there's an interesting, um, there's a fascinating avenue that comes out of this. It turns out that if you created a robot that could use resources on the planet it lands on to replicate itself, uh huh. so to make two robots, mm-hmm and then send one robot off to another planet. Right. Okay. Let's say three robots. Send off two, one stays. Yeah. So then they then make two robots, okay? And if you keep this up, you can populate the galaxy over an e- what we call an evolutionary lifetime. So over much less than the age of a star. Okay. So over hundreds of thousands, millions of years, you can significantly populate the galaxy. Right. And this led to what was at the time known as the Fermi Paradox, because any alien who could do that would have done that by now and easily have populated the entire galaxy in the time the universe has been around. Right. So he asked, where are they now? Right. How come they're not among us? So I have two responses. One of them is... Maybe we are they. Oh. Mm. oh nice. Like that. Or uh, the one I just say all the time because it's like it's a cheap and easy crack at our species. So maybe they did come and take a look and conclude there's no sign of intelligent life on Earth. <sighs> That's so mean. No, it's true. Look at these dummies. We're out. <laughs> I know. We are out. We out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Going to China. i out. No. We out. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes left on this segment. Let's okay, go. boom. Okay, how many physicists does, does it take? take to change a light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> That's Hunter G. Hornet, Facebook. How many physicists? How many physicists does it take to change a light bulb? Yes. Since it's physicists um, who invented the LED, right? going forward, the physicist will never have to change the light bulb. It will burn. Longer than their lifespan. Boom. Next. <laughs> That's what you get. A little smart, little question, little Wait, punk. So, just to all fair. So, two Nobel Prizes ago, or one Nobel Prize ago, the Nobel Prize in Physics mm. was to a team of physicists who invented the blue light emitting diode. We had had a green mm-hmm. and we had the red. Okay. Okay. We never didn't have a blue. Now that we have the blue, we have RGB. You can make any color at all using LEDs. And that blew open the entire lighting market. That's why you go. You can't even get a light bulb that you need to change. Yeah. Oh yeah. In a, right. in a hardware store. Right. Am You're I right. right? You're right. You're right. Oh, that's it. That's so it. So if he asked you how many physicists does it take, they were clever enough to remove the meaning of the question itself. Oh, man, I love that. This cosmic way of destroying that dude. Oof. That was awesome. Hunter, whatever your name is. <laughs> I think you're slick with your little jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you <do> a lesson. <laughs> we <laughs> Here got 20, we go. 20 oh, seconds left. I don't, OK, OK, okay ready? Oh, OK, go. OK, go. ready, 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 OK, go. wait. Go. Does space time have limit, or is it infinite? If we're on a spaceship going faster than light, would we stop eventually because we reached the edge and there is no more space nor time? This is guy is uh, Saipo XO Instagram. Whoa. Well, there's no time to answer that in this segment. Okay. You'll have to wait until the next segment of Cosmic Queries on Star Talk. We'll see you in a moment.
2: Sleep. Grocery shopping themselves. Just a few things working moms seldom have time for. And during tax season, you can add
0: Games rated E for everyone.
1: We're back on Star Talk. I got Godfrey That's Manchimo. What, what was it? What was your last name? What? I'm sorry. Had a, a That's hilarious. Day. That's why I'm Godfrey. Godfrey, just Godfrey. Manchimo. you said Manchimo. Man- I love you, oh, you remember nine hundred billion galaxies. <laughs> That's it, Manchimo. Excellent. Now, you're there. Ready? So there we, we was a cliffhanger there. Cliffhanger, so yes. we want to know, was there an edge to universe. the universe if yeah. it just kept traveling? Yeah. So, uh, so here's the thing. We do not know how big the actual universe is. There is the size of the universe we see, mm-hmm. and light from the edge of that universe has been traveling for 13.8 billion years to reach us. Now, of course, over that time, the universe has expanded. So the actual universe is bigger than that, Today, it's bigger than that. But you have to ask, beyond that horizon, is there more universe to be found? We can only assume yes, but we don't know for sure. But is that, isn't that just- And a... it could be infinite. And, and here's from... why I say infinite. Let me tell you why I say infinite. Because uh, infinity makes people uncomfortable. Yeah, it does. You know, the biblical version of e- e- infinity is eternity, right? It right. would right, be a new car. The, there's a word. Eternity. No, that's a. It's a uh, oh, the,
2: the, the fragrance. The fragrance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look, they, they're more science words. They, they, yeah. The event horizon. Yeah. Once you get close, yes. you, you are in People eternal want to embrace. Know that it's, it's like an immortal, like a, a immortal thing. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's that cosmic word. Uh, infinity. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yes. So, um, and they want it big because there's also infinitesimal. But nobody's, nobody's naming anything that infinitesimal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nobody's naming that, right? So, so <laughs> the infinitesimal, so you go out there and we, we don't know. We say infinity right. because we don't have any reason to give any other value. What I'm going to say, it's 138 mil- billion light years across. We have no reason to, we'll just say you have to say we have No reason to assign one number versus another, so we just say infinite until. You, so we have better reasons. You have to say infinite because you can't go over there. You can't you do everything from Earth. You can't maybe easily, one day. No, you'd be such a Luddite. Man, you're trying to go to Mars, man. We've been to Mars no, you ha- many times. Yeah. Not a person. Our robotic emissaries no, have. Yeah, okay, you got your robot over there. Okay, there you got go. That's a little G. I Joe, whatever, over there. That's right? right, you got it. Saying, but you can't that's a smart thing that astronomers say, and all you guys say, because I would say it too. I go, it's infinite, man. No, but I say it's infinite only because I can't justify giving any other value to it, and so we just say this infinite until we have a better. You're not saving argument. your own ass by saying that? No, because' be like, the, yo, it's infinite. Then if you said, "Listen, it's 138 billion, then they can't wait to go. You lied. No, uh, you no told me. No, because I didn't say it <laughs> is infinite. I said, we have no reason to think it isn't. Okay, that's different. Ooh, I like that little Elvis thing you just did to me. Uh, <laughs> Elvis do this? you it's infinite. <laughs> oh, infinite. <laughs> don't, don't forget, baby. It's infinite. <laughs> right, next question. I think this is this is guy David Hamilton. I think this is one of the toughest things to wrap my head around. When we talk about space curving or warping, are we talking about something permeating everything we see that bends and warps? Yes. And so... What is it made of, and does that mean on some level space isn't truly a vacuum? He's from uh, Mayaguez, Puerto Rico. Mayaguez, Puerto Rico. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Fantastico. The world's largest radio telescope was in Puerto Rico. What? What part? Arecibo. Arecibo? Yes. (laughs) Increíble. Increíble. But... You're not going to ask who's got it now. Who's got the biggest? Okay, who has it now? Who has it? now? China. What? So really? if aliens are going to talk to us, and we need the most sensitive radio yeah. telescope, Chinese are going to hear the aliens first. So the Chinese are going to hear it first. Yeah, that's right. First of all, if the aliens hear the Chinese, they're not going to know. <laughs> Chinese, Chinese is hard. He howl, and then it's howls, whoa. It'll be like, whoa, let's go back to Puerto Rico. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm trying to learn Chinese. It's tough. It's hard. It's, hard. Very, it's the hardest language ever. Even though more people know that language than any other. You know what I'm saying? So how hard could it be? It, <laughs> it has to be hard. I'm just saying. But you got to be Chinese. 1.3. Don't say. <laughs> you gotta be! No, I'm just saying. Wanna... 1.3 billion people speak Ooh-wee. Mandarin? Whatever the 800 million, whatever is the number, man. And that is, I'm trying to learn it. Okay. Ni Hao, Ni Hao, Ni Hao Ma. Oh. Ni Hao Ma. You say Hen Hao. Xie <laughs> 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 uh, Xie. Okay. Pukachi. You said thank you. I said you're welcome. Okay. Ah, watch this. Washi me guaren. I am American. I just said that. Washi me garen. Washi me guaren. There you go. Ah. Uh! Are you like You did it! Yeah, now you put me in the middle of Chinatown. I you know, i just i point to the food I'm gonna well, just, buy. just do karate moves. <laughs> <laughs> karate's Japanese? If I, if I No oh, karate's Japanese Kung Fu. But <laughs> <laughs> I can sound like Chinese. I can literally sound like I'm speaking Chinese, because it's tonal, dude. Tonal. It's tonal. It's Good. five tonal it's five tones. And watch, watch this. Watch how I sound like I know Chinese. Watch this. <laughs> So was that gibberish? Nah, that's uh, kung fu movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's gibberish though, it's gibberish. There's a video. Yes. Of a guy speaking English gibberish. Oh yeah? And it is, it is mind blowing. So it is what English sounds like to a non-native speaker. I love that. So how's it, do you know? Oh, it's, you it's, it's like, Good. I should understand this, but. but not really. Nothing makes any sense exactly. at all. Exactly. But there's no accent. You don't hear, usually if there's an accent trying right, to speak English, right. but you can't understand them, it is, a, it is a perfect American accent, but nothing is coming out, nothing meaningful that's, is coming out. That's He's speaking Trump. Yeah, so, <laughs> Trump. I'm speaking Trump. That's what he's, he's speaking. He's mouth, but no real content. <laughs> wrong. 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 <laughs> Total disaster, wrong. There's some bad hombres out there, wrong. <laughs> Did I answer the question yet? Yes, you did answer the question. What was the question? I oh. forgot the question. Oh, <laughs> what was it? It was, he said that it's about the uh, space curving. Or oh, the curving. curving, curving. No, I didn't something? answer the question yet. You so, did. No, you did. so space. Yes. So Sorry. the idea that space is curved is hard for us to see because we're embedded in the space. Right. So, of course, it's hard to see. In the same way, it's hard to know that Earth is round because we're kind of, in a sense, embedded in the surface right. of that curved and we are small relative to it. If we step out of the dimensionality and look back, yeah, there's the round earth. That's what we did when we went to the moon. There's the round earth. You stepped out of the surface of the earth. If we step out of the dimensionality of our universe, you would see all the curvature manifested by all the mass and the total curvature represented in the universe itself, so it, it's all a matter of your your point of view. Well, it's like a crappy relationship. You have to step out of it and say, "What the hell was I doing?" <clears throat> with And sometimes you're in a crappy <laughs> relationship and you don't even know <laughs> until you st- when you're some in- distance, right? You, you think it's normal until you don't, until exactly. right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, that you did that was great. <clears throat> Let's do it. Okay, we're moving on. Right here we go. This is Lucas Meza Nova Instagram. From Colombia. Colombia. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the, uh, it said, not Colombia, Colombia. Well, and I got it. I know how to pronounce Colombia. Oh, Columbia. no, he said it right there. Well, he's trying to make sure. Yeah, he was like, it's Colombia, not Colombia. Whatever. Ready? Even though I think it's named after Columbus. Okay. No, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here's a- Some theories say that our universe is a 3D hologram of another universe with more, dimension- more dimensions. How would this affect space-time? Is there a proof of this? No. There's no proof, but there's a very cogent argument to support it. Mm. And so the the idea is that the surface of an event horizon is the complete record of anything that ever have pa- having passed through it, so that it is the sort of the ghost of all things. And so you can ask, have we pass through some other event horizon. The horizon of the universe can be thought of as kind of like an event horizon of the universe itself. And so, if that's the case, Mm -hmm. then we could be shadows to a higher dimension on the edge of the event horizon that they observe. And so it's been called a holographic uh, principle. We're shadows. Yeah, it's been suggested that that is the case. We might be shadows. Yes. So that means, This is very Platonic, Plato imagined a world where you're in a cave Mm -hmm. and there's a campfire and all you can do is look in the adjacent wall and you see shadows, your own shadow and the shadows of others. So if you only see the shadows and that is your reality, then look at how much you're missing when someone else comes in and say, wait a minute, there's a campfire there and there are people with clothing on and there's all this. But all you see and know is that wall. That is your entire existence, so could it be that everything we see and think is real is just a projection of a much more textured, higher dimensional reality? And in fact, we are, we are blind, deaf, and dumb to it all. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Here's another one. That was good. You answered it. Amazing, but uh, Ricardo Montalban would be would, would be proud. Smiles, everyone smiles. Smiles. <laughs> 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 only Mantelban. if you, only if you have the leather. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. You broke down the Montalban. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. If you pull out the Montalban, <laughs> <laughs> there's, no,
2: there's no turning back. There's no turning
1: back. <laughs> Boss, they're The They're Yeah, they're playing the cosmic crown. Uh, I was there. I was there. You were there. I was there. You ready? Yeah. Go. This guy has an interesting last name, Jeff. Sosterek. It might cause it's like I think it's Polish. Sosterek. I don't know. He's from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere in the universe where you can find a usually zero... yes. If... <laughs> no matter what follows in that question, <laughs> the answer is probably yes. Okay? Is there the universe is large, it's old, yep. and stuff happens in the yep. universe. Where you can find a zero state of energy perhaps where even the cosmic background radiation does not permeate? Man, these questions are something else. Ooh, so that would challenging, be an absolute zero. Um, we, as far as we know, the vacuum of space uh, is a seething ocean of what we call virtual particles that are that are predicted by quantum physics. And quantum physics has been right in every other way it's ever made a prediction. So we have high confidence that what it's saying is true. But as long as you have particles, even in the vacuum, there's gonna be an energy level there and you never actually get to perfect zero energy because of the quantum. And so the quantum prevents it. We would need some higher theory of understanding of the universe that might enclose quantum physics right. that will enable us to get to places that our current understanding does not. But right now, th- there's no way to get to a perfect zero energy, because every state, even the zero energy state, has a probability of having real energy. Wow. Quantum physics requires it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Nah. Yeah, quantum physics, everything bows to quantum physics. Always. At the end of the day. Well, yeah, it's Invisible it's- math, man. Invisi- Where you get this from? Invisible math. It. There's math that can describe invisible things. That's what I mean. That, but That's the math like, itself is not invisible. I like, I like calling Where are it you getting this? this? It's no, math I'm not accepting Invisible, I'm man. I'm not accepting I'm it. de invisible. I'm not going there. No, you don't like to call it invisible, math. No. Just because you, you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not there. Well, I call it, it's invisible to me because I don't want to see it. Okay, because you look the other way. <laughs>
2: That's why I call it <laughs> invisible.
1: Because
2: I. One, suck here's at the fun it. part. Here's the fun part. I suck at we it. We
1: observe weird stuff happening in the lab. Yeah. And for people who hate math, this must freak them out. Oh. So we have scientists of the day saying, hmm. Let's attach math to this to make it easier. <laughs> so we can bring, bring some understanding to oh. it. So the mathematics of quantum physics is an extraordinary achievement of the human mind. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, that's another brain that you... That's something I don't have that. No, but maybe point. you did and you, it still has to be found. You think that I could bring that out? I can get good at um, quantum physics? I think... Like, mathematics? We can all always get better. No, I think... Whether or not math- we can become great at anything... We can always become better at you're it. You're naturally good at math. I don't think, I think it's a natural knack. It is. There's people I knew in grade school, like some, some guys I knew and girls that would just do, they didn't even study. They didn't even study. I had to use the teacher's example and flip the page over to do to a math. look ma- at the, at the yeah. answer in the back <laughs> of the My book. My friends were just, certain they were just naturally good at it. You know that. Come on, you're naturally good at math. I'd, I spent a lot of time at home reading books What's your, on math. What, yeah. Does that mean I'm naturally good? Does that mean I'm naturally you, uh, curious, and I happen to apply that curiosity to math, and, na- and therefore got higher grades in math than you did? What were you doing when you went home after school? I was confused. <laughs> So, I just kept watching cartoons, man. You know what I mean? And the stuff that you were reading, you were probably reading. I was reading. Theoretical I was reading, stuff, stuff about mathematics. I was reading math, yeah, I was reading. You naturally have an inclination for that because you were naturally gifted for math. That's I had what it a curiosity was. in childhood that, I, that never left me. Guess what I watched? I watched, come I watched comedies, man. I so did. I love it. You movies. love comedy too? You're a funny guy. But I continued my funniness in that way, comedian. You, funny guy, but astrophysicist. Because you're amazing at math and invisible math. Because you see the invisibility of it. Okay. Uh, you made your case. Are you ready? Yeah, what's the next question? Yeah. Nicholas Lambert, uh-huh. Facebook. Why is dark matter presumed to exist when modified Newtonian dynamics is able to account for most of the missing mass? Have physicists forgotten the principle of OCAM's razor? Occam's razor. Occam's, I'm sorry. Occam's razor. When we come back to start talking. We'll see you in a moment.
0: You know what shouldn't feel like rocket science? Planning a vacation your whole crew will love. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Quay in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship, from a ride on bolt, Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at the Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges. And take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. Whatever your vibe is, you'll come home with plenty of stories to tell. So pack those bags. Be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas and Panama
2: eBay Motors is here for the ride. You saw the potential and through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs,
1: So welcome back to Star Talk. I got Godfrey, Yo. Godfrey the comedian. Yes. Tweet, tweeting at Godfrey comedian. Yes, excellent, excellent. Do you do Instagram? Can I? I'm, am yeah. You got Instagram? I'm comedian. I'm comedian Godfrey. Instagram. Oh, so what, someone else was Godfrey comedian Instagram. I I, I I did that, and I don't know how to get into that. I I didn't. I messed myself up. Oh, okay. All I right. didn't know. I don't know how to get into that old account, so I had to go comedian Godfrey. Oh, all right. I'm stupid. All right. Comedian Godfrey Instagram. Yeah, I got Instagram, but I'm I'm not yet live on it. I'm gonna be. Oh, I got a whole lot of be, stuff I want to post. I'm sure you're not worried about. I'm it. God, I'm, gonna gonna be, gonna I'm putting you on my Instagram though. All right. Yeah. So we got questions here. Someone yeah. asked about. Yes. Dark matter and modified Newtonian gravity as Occam. a solution in Occam's razor. Right. So Occam's razor, there was like, I think it was Earl of Occam. Okay. British fellow. Right. I think he was British. Who uttered the following words. Multiplicity ought not be posited without simplicity. Okay. Which is, what he means is, I think I got that quote right. What he means is if you have an explanation for something right. that is long and complicated, right. and someone else has a really simple explanation, yeah. the simplest explanation is probably the correct one. Gotcha. That's all. Okay. So for example, let's take uh, epilepsy. Okay. Before we understood epilepsy, there you are writhing on the ground. And so people had an argument for it. Well, the creator of the universe yep. uh, in the Judeo-Christian tradition has a nemesis called the devil, and that devil has occupied the body of this particular person because of the things this person has done. Right. Okay? Or the brain is misfiring in its neurosynapses. Okay? Right. So this this is what we're contending with. Right. Right? So there you have it. So uh, in the movie The Exorcist, it's like <laughs> this is the 21st century, uh, the 20th century, I think. Um, we got this one. Yeah. All right. So... Uh, the, the notion there is there is a modif- you, if you modify Newton's equations of gravity, then you don't need to posit dark matter to explain things okay. in the universe. And it would mean that our understanding of gravity was flawed in this way, where when we corrected it, we wouldn't need to invoke this magical, mystical thing called dark matter. And so it turns out you can, can modify Newton's laws of gravity to explain some of the places where dark matter was otherwise invoked there are other places where it fails completely and we have no way around that we don't with the modifying, you can't modify newton's gravity in the same way to account for it and so that's why we all haven't jumped on the bandwagon adding terms to newton's equations of gravity that's why awesome awesome yeah. i'm gonna keep yeah. going Okay, I like that one. Go for it. Here we go, Adrian Gray Martin from California. California. We currently can go. We can. Wait, well, I'm sorry. We currently can only go forward in time with regards to black hole tricknology, given tricknology. Tricknology. Whoa. whoa nice. Given what little we know about dark matter and dark energy being our physics opposite, do you think our future insights and education on all things dark will grant the option to move backwards in time. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh all things done. Man. All right. And, and black hole <laughs> t- technology. What is it? Wait, black, what
0: hole tech- tri- it black hole
1: tech. It's black hole technology. Technology. Okay, Ow. so it turns out, uh, if you, you can warp the fabric of space and time. By the way, I have been told this. I have not double-checked the math. Mm-hmm. These are people whose math, in other cases, I trust implicitly. Uh, so that there's a configuration of curved space-time where if you go around a black hole in a particular trajectory and come back around another one, you can actually go back in your own space-time. and So effectively go backwards in time. Okay. But it's, it's still a little bit mis- mysterious to me. Okay? I got people who do this. I'm not the one who does it. Right. Okay? As a colleague of mine, J. Richard Gott third, okay. who I actually am co-author on in a book that was just released. Right. Princeton University Press. There it is. <laughs> What's the title? <laughs> the title <laughs> Welcome to the Universe. Yeah, yeah. An astrophysical tour. Ow! Just at a local bookstore near you. I'm going to no, get it. No. So, no, so in there, he talks about these solutions to Einstein's equations where you go back in time. But they involve very exotic trajectories. The point is, the bigger point of the, of the question is, We've got dark matter, we don't know anything about it. Dark energy, we don't know anything about it. And who knows what else we don't know anything about. Right. That's kind of the fun part of not knowing about something. Not even knowing that you don't know about something. Right. Okay. So, with all of this, could it be that once all of that's figured out, we can have access to the past? I can't rule that out. I will not rule that out. Almost everything we've discovered that Came about from profound ignorance has transformed civilization. Think about the discovery of electricity. What it has done? Yes, it's the probably the greatest thing to ever happen to civilization. I can't even imagine not having it. Imagine. I can't even imagine not plugging stuff in. Plugging stuff in. Flicking a switch. Flicking a switch. Right. Don't know how it works. Don't care. It's here. It's not even. And and we've made it into something that's not even only about light, movies and movies. Just everything. everything. Everything, okay. So this is harnessing something that previously we ran away from or didn't understand. So, so I look forward to a future where dark matter and dark energy come to be understood, but then that only puts us in a new place to stand, possibly observing new unknowns that today are yet to be dreamt of. All right, I like that. Maybe access to our past. That lurks among those unknown. Hey. I like that. Next. Right. <laughs> Here right. we go. I like this one, I think. Gonzalo Gon, Oh no, Gonzalo Martin, Facebook from Chile. Land of the Stars. That be uh, Gonzalo Martin? Yes. Martin. Yeah. How you know him? You know him? No. <laughs> Did I say Martin? No, you said Martin. 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 It's it, Martin. We were in South America. Martin. I <laughs> he wanted to be American. That's Martin. Martin. And says, I'm sorry. And he says Land of the Stars? He said Land of the Stars. My enti- all the data that went into my PhD thesis was obtained in the Andes mountains of Chile. Wow. Yes. That's deep. Cerro Tololo Inter-American Observatory. Ow! Outside of the town of La Serena.
2: Fantastico. <laughs> That's good. <laughs>
1: I wish I could say it that good. As you say it that good. I, I'm not even I try. I studied Spanish. It was my I studied Spanish in college. Fantastico. Fantastico. No, see that's better. That's, <laughs> I can't do that. I can't even. But come you in and... do the whole universe thing smooth. Like, do you do your title of your book? Go ahead. Welcome to the universe. See what I'm saying? Like my. Ugh, <laughs> no, no, funny. yeah, no, no. Okay. Fantastico. <laughs> Fantastico. Okay, ready. All right, go. If sound won't travel through space, how does the sound of celestial bodies? Whoa, whoa, wait. If sound won't travel through space, how does the sound of celestial bodies can be listened to? Yes. I guess it just said listen. Yeah, no, um, it's because we are not consistent with our vocabulary. We we play loosey-goosey with our words. Okay. So when we say, let's listen for aliens who are send us radio waves, it means we're pulling out a radio telescope trying to detect electromagnetic waves, light, sent by them from another place in the galaxy that has now trapped, and this signal has traveled through the vacuum of space. We can then turn that electromagnetic signal into sound if you want, but that doesn't mean they're making sounds. They're making electromagnetic energy. And so the, we have the unfortunate word radio because radio became not only the name for the light waves, it became the name of the object that brought you radio waves turned into sounds. So we hear, we hear the word radio and we think sound. The astrophysicist hears the word radio waves and we think radio wave light. So, so we've been sloppy. I feel, I feel bad. We're sloppy. No sound moves through space in the okay. vacuum of space. Period. Okay. Period. Even if we say that we're listening. Sound what's well, sound wave? Sound can't travel through sound needs a medium to vibrate. Right. To, to transmit itself from one place to another. That's right. So so like for example, let's say a comedy club, you need a a a, a particular building for sound to travel, right? Is that how microphones work? I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I thought I had it. What? <laughs> you said your sound needs a medium to travel through. Uh, uh, air is a medium, it travels right. through the air. It right. vibrates. Okay. Yeah. So, what did you just say? I just got confused. I said air propagates sound. Right. Okay. But light does not need a medium to propagate through. One of the great gotcha. discoveries of the 20th century that this is not necessary. It can travel through the vacuum of space, which is why the sign on every broadcast door that says on the air? On the air, right. No, they're on space. Okay. The, the radio waves don't need air. Oh. It, doesn't need, it is technically on the air, but the air is not carrying it. If you're in the moon, it could still, you could still broadcast your TV and radio, and, and there's no air. You'd have to say on the vacuum of space.
2: Got gotcha. you. Okay, I guess I was confused.
1: Well, that's just a weird thing. But uh, yeah, It's a weird thing. Okay, but in Comedy Club, you speak, it goes through the microphone, right. it, comes, it gets converted into electrical signals, comes out through speakers. Right. Some people hear you directly through the air. Other people hear you through the speakers through the air. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Oh, we got to do lightning round. Oh! Three minutes left. Okay. Lightning round. Okay, okay, here we go. Oh, if, if we built a time machine, what's the best way to log time? Isn't it the same as Earth years? Ooh, if you have access to your timeline, there is no logging of time because time is a permanent fixture in your life. Okay. Bam. <laughs> there you Peter go. Smith, how would you explain- in the th- same way, when you're looking at a map, Yeah. you're not logging distance because the whole map is just right there. Boom. You just see New York to California. It's just all there. Right. You're not logging distance from New York to California while you're looking at a map any more than you would need to log time looking at your entire timeline of your life. Boom! In it. Uh, Theodore Smith, how would you explain space time to a non-scientist or anatomist who is generally bad but fascinated by physics? I would say, sir, that, is it a sir? Yes. What's his, what's his name? Uh, Theodore Smith. Theodore Teddy Smith. Teddy, if, Teddy, you have never been at a place, unless it was at a time, and you've never been at a time unless you are at a place. Recognizing that fact, you will understand that space and time are forever intertwined with one another. You've never said, I'll meet you at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Where? Or I'll meet you at the corner of, of Hollywood and Vine. When? We know intuitively that space and time are conjoined, even if you don't think actively about it. Space and time were always together, like beans and rice. Ooh! It just took Einstein to show us. Hey! That's a fundamental property of the cosmos. Wow! Let's do it. Okay. Uh, this is uh, this is a uh, Kyle uh, Suckiel. Where in the known universe would you experience extreme time dilation? Ooh! Ooh! Several places near the surface of a black near the event horizon of a black hole. Extreme time dilation there. Near the surface of a black hole, your time will go so slowly for you that the entire future history of the universe unfolds before your eyes. That is perhaps the most serious time dilation that exists. So avoid black holes. <laughs> one more. Okay. One, we got Chris time Couples. for one more. Chris Couples. Oh, here we go. Lord Couples, at Lord Couples Twitter. Could gravitational bleeding from other dimensions be what we call dark matter? That is my favorite explanation for what dark matter could be. But I'm told, I've had this conversation with folks, it's unlikely only because it would have to bleed in a higher dimension out of the other universe. And if you bleed in a higher dimension, it drops off much faster than one over R squared. Gravity gravity drops off as one over R squared, it would drop off as one over R cubed. So that means to feel it in another universe, it would have to be really, 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 really strong in the adjacent universe for while it's dropping off as one over the distance cubed for you to feel it in the adjacent universe. So if that were the case, then dark matter would just be ordinary matter harassing matter in our universe. It'd be ordinary matter in a parallel universe harassing us. Harassing us. I'd have no other way to account for that. Blasting? (laughs) No, just harassing. With harassing okay it's bothering bothering it's i got my planet i got my star i got my gravity being a dick now there's more gravity i gotta now mess with and i don't know where <laughs> it's coming from what it's about why are you messing with me why this are you mess with why me? you mess with me punching the face <laughs> harassing me matter if matters. i could find you if, if I, I could find you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Godfrey, we gotta call this we gotta we gotta land this plane uh this you awesome goffrey thanks for being on star talk Thank you. I Ooh. hope I come back again. I'm it's glad you slipped this into your schedule. You're, you're on your way to California. I'm on my way to California. You got some gigs yeah. that you'll talk yeah. about in gigs. another time? Another time. All right. Yes. A- in another space time. Another space time. Fantastical.
2: <laughs> Fantastical.
1: <laughs> <Fantastico. laughs> there you go. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. This has been Star Talk. And as always, I bid you to keep looking
2: up.